it's amazing walking over here and seeing that beautiful sunset over across Crane Road. The light, the whole sky was extremely lit up and it's beautiful. And of course, that is because it's darker an hour earlier. And it's a time of year that we get to start complaining about how dark it gets early in the day. But I just want to say there's some people who I'm very jealous of and also just impressed with. And those are you who showed up at four o'clock thinking that there was no daylight savings time and that was five o'clock. There were a number of cars in the parking lot. And your carefree approach to life I'm jealous of and I'm also just impressed by. I hope they came back and are here at Mass now. But uh, the gospel today, it builds off of a couple weekends ago when we had the rich young man. He approached our Lord full of zeal, wanting to follow him, and said, Lord, I'm ready. What do I need to do to follow you? And he said, follow all the commandments. I said, good, I got that. I'm doing that. I'm right on it. Is there anything else? Sell all that you have and follow me. And he went away sad because he had many attachments to his possessions and he wasn't able to do as the Lord called him. And in the other side of the spectrum, we've got this poor widow who, while many people are going in and putting in large sums of money, the Lord says that her few small coins is the greatest gift that's being given at that time. That she's giving everything that she has and saying, Lord, I trust you. I'm giving it to you. And as an associate pastor, one of the great joys of my priesthood is that in no way do I need to concern myself with the financial situation in this parish. It's not my business. I sleep so well at night. Monsignor's got gray hairs. No, gray. They're white hairs. My gosh. But I don't have to worry about that. So, as a young priest, not having to worry about money, I never, I never preach about money. Because one, it's a very generous parish. It's humbling all the time to see how generous it is. But it's not something that's fun to talk about. And that being said, there's times when you've got to see what the gospel's given you. Realizing that there's a psychological aspect to, to giving money. I was reading a book recently about negotiation, and the guy talked about the negative pain of losing money is even greater than the positive pleasure of gaining it. We work hard for our money. We don't want to give it away. We go through our life building things up. We don't want to slip. And I get that. If I have one wrong charge, Sirius XM radio comes through and it's 90 cents higher, I call them up and be like, what is this all about? This is, this is not the agreement here. 90 cents. We earn money. We deserve ourselves to, to treat it well. That being said, there's two different ways to looking at our situation. Is that, one, it's all mine. I did this. I built up all my wealth. And therefore, I should hold on to it. Or it's realizing that everything we have, God has given us. Everything we have, God has provided in our life. And in a historical perspective, we've all got problems. We have very few things we need to worry about. We're so blessed with all the different things that we have. But brothers and sisters, we are called the tithe. Now, it doesn't mean that 10% needs to go to here at St. Patrick's, but whether it's other charitable donations or uh, our time or 
giving to the poor when called upon, but certainly giving to the church, all these different ways, it should be adding up to right around 10% of what we're doing. And the question that we're asked is, do we allow ourselves to go in that slightly uncomfortable zone when giving of ourselves, when giving of our talents, when giving of our treasures? Or do we sit in that safe place? Do we sit with this security that we've built up for ourselves? As I think back to being in Calcutta, and there was a, <clears throat> a story told about a wealthy businessman who went to Mother Teresa. And he said, Mother, I would like to give a rather large contribution to the missionaries of charity. And she said, wow, this is very humbling. Thank you. He said, I, I don't think you quite understand. This gift would be so large that the interest alone would cover your yearly expenses. You would no longer have to ask for money. This is something that will set you up for the rest of your life and you can just focus on your work. And she said again, I'm so humbly honored at your generosity, but if that's the case, I will have to refuse your gift. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm offering you complete security in this way. You don't have to worry about these things. You can just focus on your work. She said, if we don't, if we don't have to trust in the Lord, if we don't have to weekly, daily, every moment remind ourselves that in all ways, including financial ways, we need to rely on the Lord, then we'll go and lose our way. And oftentimes, when we are so blessed, we create this wall and this false security comes up where it's like, I've got this. Where really we need to be inspired by this lady, this poor widow, who says, Lord, I'm giving it all to you. Now certainly, if we can see a spectrum, there would be a certain point at which if you started just giving everything away, it's like, dude, you got kids, what are you doing? Like, take care of your family. The problem is none of us are close to crossing that line, myself first and foremost, let's be real, right? There's the other end of the spectrum of the people who don't give anything, and again, that's not you guys, we're very generous. And then we've got this group that the gospel's talking about, where they give, but it's not uncomfortable. They're, they're going to be fine. And then there's this area that our Lord is talking about. To give where it requires a little bit of trust. To give where we have to lean into the Lord a little bit. And my question to you is, have you ever been there? Is the Lord calling you to go there a little bit? And now I'll step into an even bigger picture because it's not just about money. We've got those 40 days in the spring called Lent where we allow ourselves to be detached from a few small things. And we ask the question, are there any attachments that I have that supersede the grounding I need to have in my relationship with Christ? Because if there's something else that's taking over that spot, we got a problem. We got to work on it. But that doesn't mean the other 325 days had to do the math of the 930. I forgot how many days there were in a year, but now I remember there's 365 pending the leap year. The other 325 days, that doesn't mean we get to just go out and go crazy the whole time. That we need to constantly really be reminding ourselves on a monthly, weekly, daily basis that the Lord is what we need to be grounded in. And if there's any attachments, and it could be a material possession, it could be power, it could be money, that needs to be held in check. And how do we do this? 
we get used to saying no to ourselves on a regular occasion. When the opportunity provides itself to get up right when the alarm goes off, I'm terrible at that. I love the snooze button. Just to say no to ourself, we should take it. When the opportunity to say no to dessert, because you know I had like three desserts three days in a row, we should do that to get used to saying no to ourselves. And we're coming up on a couple great holiday seasons. There's going to be opportunities to celebrate, opportunities to live life, opportunities to be with our family. And after the last two years, that's so important. But when you have a chance and when you feel that little pull to say no, say no. Guys, if we just take the path to least resistance at every opportunity, what do you think is going to happen when temptation comes into our life? You're going to fall to that temptation. It's good to create a bit of mental callousness to tell our body you don't know what you're talking about. Get used to doing something that you don't want to do. I've been reading a book that that part is coming from recently, and uh, the guy talks about doing something every single day you don't want to do. So I've tried to think about, like, what do I hate? Like, what do I just despise? And you know what it is? It's running. I hate running. I don't think you understand how much I hate running. It is my least favorite thing. I heard about that guy who ran a marathon the first time. He died. That there's a certain amount of running you do, it becomes unhealthy for you. Well, I don't want to be ever crossing that line. And if I don't run, I never will cross that line. But guess what? I got to put my body in this place. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I got to tell myself, no, you're a loser. Get up and, and say no to yourself. So you know what I did this afternoon? I ran 3.19 miles and it was terrible. Every step was terrible. I hated it. It was the worst. But guess what? Hopefully the next time I'm tempted and the devil's sitting there like, hey, you should do this. I'm going to be like, no. And I'm used to telling my body, no. I'm used to allowing myself to have that mental callousness, that spiritual callousness, because grace builds on nature. And if we allow ourselves the opportunity to say, Lord, I'm going to go to an uncomfortable place. I'm going to give myself my time, my talents, my treasure. When it's kind of awkward, he's going to bless that. And guess what? He's always going to be there like that first reading when that poor mother and child are sitting there like, how are we going to make it? And here comes Elijah and he's like, make me a loaf of bread. He's like, are you kidding me? What are you talking about? We're going to starve and die. And you're coming here asking me to make you some bread? But she trusts in the Lord. And she gives, just like the poor widow does in the gospel. All of us need to find that little bit of uncomfortableness. Because the Lord is saying, do you trust me? Do you lean into me? Or do you lean into something else? I want you to lean into me. And you need to give a little bit more of your time, your talent, your treasure to find me here because I'm waiting for you. I will catch you. You just got to fall a little bit. And trust me, I will be there. So as we receive the Eucharist today, brothers and sisters, let's ask the Lord as we enter into this special season, these next few weeks, couple months of all this time 
that we can ask with the Lord in an authentic, intimate, vulnerable prayer, do I lean into him? Or is there an unhealthy attachment that has taken away the groundedness in the foundation of my heart that needs to be in Christ?